Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I know that you have had friends in the past that really made you like, I don't know. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say because this is news to me. <laughs> You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. All right. I'm very intrigued because you were like, I got, I got something trippy. trippy. I got something trippy I got to something say. Trippy. Is this going to like freak me out? No, not, not space trippy. Just like, wow. Like ghost trippy. Let me turn this volume down. Okay. All right. What is it? Is it better? Yeah. Oh great. yeah. That's a better audio. I just realized something. Okay. Still. So, so this is for all the 1984 babies. Okay. Well, 1983 babies as well. Okay. Next, not next year, but a year and a half from now, I turn 40. Yeah. It'll be 2024. That's wild. That's crazy. That's not what's trippy. Oh, okay. You're like, that's my story. No, what's trippy is in a year and a half, mm -hmm. I will have lived in the 2000s longer than and I did in the 1900s. <gasps> that is weird. It's so trippy to me. Yeah, that is weird. When I think back about the year 2000, I can close my eyes and remember it. Not like it was yesterday. Because let's be honest, there's been a lot of life that has happened before that. Yeah. But I feel like I was 13. it wasn't long ago. Mm. And yet half of my life soon mm -hmm. will have been in the 2000s. Have you ever seen that meme that's like, honestly, like sometimes I think like 2012, 2013 was like, like last year or the year before. And I'm like, it's, it's not like it's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. Crazy, dude. So, guys, <laughs> girls, if you're out there and you're a 1984 baby, <laughs> just know you've almost lived longer in the 2000s than you have in the 19s. You're a what? Are, what do you? What are you called? We're millennials. I'm a millennial. But you're a, you're borderline. Uh, I'm a millennial. God what, damn it! What's before you? I forget there. Generation Gen Z. X. Gen X. Gen X. Yeah. I Anyways, that. no. I'm a um, millennial. I am the definition of millennial. No, I think Gen Gen X is the new one. I don't know what it is, but I know what I am. Okay. I'm a Pisces <laughs> and For I am a millennial. A Virgo rising. Yeah. Okay. So this Don't categorize me podcast, in the older category. This podcast we have is brought to you. A whole bunch of stuff we want to we want to talk about. We did like a little planning situation. Uh, yeah, first, it was shocking. We're, we're actually. Sh I'm shocked at how well, much we talked about thing. before this podcast. A lot of the times, people are like, "We we want more episodes of just you and Ryan," and we love that. But like Ryan and I work both work from home, and we see each other all the time. So like, we don't have new shit to talk about. Do you know that every time we have a podcast together, yeah. you explain this? I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyways. I'm going to guess. Okay, hold on. That the people listening are going to be like, like, let oh, me guess, huh? You work from home and you don't talk about anything. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Okay, so first Your of all, goes to college. Uh, I love you and you're annoying. Do you have one? Yep. I Would do. you like to go first? I've come to realize my I love you and you're annoying is I, you know, for all of the things that I do kind of like incorrectly. Yeah. Laundry and all that fun stuff. The one thing that shocks me. It's not really incorrectly. It's maybe the things that you don't do. Well, the all. things I do. <laughs> fair. I, I don't do it incorrectly. I just don't, don't do, do it them. at all. Yeah. Okay. Let me be clear. The things that I do that aren't good for my marriage. Sure. Including the things I don't do. I am shocked considering the things that you complain about. Yeah. That you forget that we have a dishwasher. I don't forget that we have a dishwasher. I don't like our dishwasher. It doesn't work very well. No, you forget that we have a dishwasher. No, I don't. You will stockpile dishes in the sink as opposed to putting them in the dishwasher. I specifically don't put them in the dishwasher because our dishwasher isn't working properly and the dishes come out and they're not clean. You know that when you emptied the dishwasher, when you came back from Chicago, I had to re-clean all of the kids' plates because you put them away and they were literally full of shitty food. And I've told you those plates don't go in the dishwasher. You can't put them in the dishwasher. The food sticks to them. This is what I'm hearing is what I'm hearing is I went to Chicago for four days and I came back and the dishwasher still had clean dishes in it. Correct. You do not even empty a dishwasher. I don't, right? We have to fix that dishwasher. You don't empty a dishwasher. Why would I use a dishwasher that I'm just rewashing the dishes? Why wouldn't I just rewash the dishes in the first place? It ain't that bad. Yes, it is. That's why I love you and you're annoying. I love you, Brittany. that's fair if it was true. But if we we had a work dishwasher, if we had a working dishwasher that worked really well, I would use that thing every day, all day. Every day, all day. Like, I don't like washing dishes. I don't do it specifically because I don't like rewashing Did dishes. Did our dishwasher more. in our previous home not work? Correct. We bought a brand new dishwasher in our previous home. Yes, and we brought it here. No, we did not. No, no, this is a new one. Yes, it is. Yeah, and I used that one. No, you did not. Yes, I did. This is a repeat no, offense. It's not. It makes no sense. Of course, I don't want to wash the dishes. This is a reoccurring a repeat dialogue offense. that we've had. For the entire 10 I years disagree. we've lived together. I disagree. We've always had a working dishwasher. I think my issue is like, in terms of a dishwasher, I'll put things like ceramic plates and, and like mugs and shit. No, I will you won't. Want, hold on. In a working dishwasher, that is what I'll put in a dishwasher. I get on the flip side, I get annoyed with you because you'll is put in. Is this your I love you no, annoying? No. Then you can't bring it up. But <laughs> Then you can't bring it up. Yes, I can. No, no. There this can't is be part multiples. of the conversation. You put in like... Uh, pots and pans that we use daily yeah, and our, right and our kitchen scissors that we use all the time. Then I'm like, where is this shit? And you're like, it's in the dishwasher. I'm like, well, we're not going to run that for four days. And then I'm not going to empty it for at least two weeks. You know what, Brittany, if you were to put <laughs> stuff in the dishwasher, we'd run it every uh, single day. Okay, it's my turn now. Okay. Maya, love you and you're annoying is that uh, last week uh, we have a leak in our sink and uh, I informed Ryan of this very gently. Hey babe, there's a leak in our sink multiple times for about four days straight. And I said, I really need you to look at this. And Ryan said, yeah, yeah, I will. I said, listen, if you don't have time this week, no problem. I can call a plumber. So hold on. So it's Friday. You were golfing all day. And instead of 
checking before you went golfing, which is what I asked you to do. You came home and determined, Hey, we do have a pretty bad fucking leak here. We're going to have to get somebody in. No problem. Except now it's the weekend and we don't have a sink. We're washing our dishes in the laundry room sink. And it was super annoying for me because I would have called a plumber the week before the four days that I told you there was a leak. For the record, it's not a leak. It's a clog. Whatever. There's a clog and now there is a leak because of the clog. And it's not where it usually is. Sorry. I thought it was an easy fix. It doesn't matter. You like, had you, if, listen, if you determined that it was like, you know what? I thought it was this. It wasn't. We're going to have to call a plumber. No problem. If that was on day one. Yeah. But it was four days. And now I'm like, and it's so annoying because you get so like, we don't need to call a Like, I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's like a dude thing. It's It's not a dude thing. It is. You call a plumber out and it's a hundred dollars just for them to come out. It's an easy fix 90% of the time when there's a clog. Last time there was a clog in our sink, you fucking broke the sink. You took a fucking plunger (laughs) and you sat on the counter and you plunged this and the whole, are you kidding? I I will get get Billy over here and he will absolutely attest to this. I did not sit on the counter. I just used my strength. You plunged the sink and the entire stainless steel sink came out of the counter. It came out of the quartz because you fucking plunged it so bad. I really wanted to get rid of that clog. (laughs) It's an easy fix, man. It's an easy fix. Okay. So that's mine. That was really annoying. And this is just also a gentle, gentle, but firm reminder to call a plumber tomorrow morning, please. I won't. You will. You will. You can call a plumber tomorrow morning because you're going to be like, why would you call that person? (laughs) Please. This is, this is our, you know, what really grinds my gears, verbal agreement that you're doing. Everyone's privy to it. You know what really grinds my gears? What's that? Uh, people in fall, public places. going to the fall fair. <laughs> I know. Okay. We're but moving, you know we're I will say on. This. I will say this. We're going to talk some, we're going to talk a little shit about the people, not individually people. Cause we didn't yeah, know yeah, any of these people mean. at the fair. Although somebody did tell me they saw me there and I'm like, Oh, wonder, whatever. When I was like losing my mind on this random person, not Anyways. the same girl. I felt I was embarrassed though. Yeah. I saw you, you were losing your mind on me. <laughs> I'm not on her, but you I was talking. losing your mind on anybody. No, Here's I was what I will like, say. my face was pretty pissed off towards you. To me, was, towards me. Like I was like sharing my distaste oh, with people. Here's my favorite thing about the, about a fair. Okay. I find that you and I yeah. connect really well. We do. At fairs in our anger. <laughs> I agree. I told you this. Like I said, you're my en- favorite person at these places. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Well, the enemy of my enemy is my wife. Yes. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah. No. The enemy of, of my, my enemy. enemy is my wife. That's you. The enemy of my... Oh, maybe. Yeah. I guess. Have you ever had an embarrassing B.O. moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. <laughs> embarrassing but we've got the solution lumi whole body deodorant say goodbye to bo worries forever unlike some other deodorants lumi is powered by mandelic acid a game changer for 72 hour odor control 
everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. And for new customers, the Lumi Starter Pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Packs with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's right, over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Yeah. So basically we've determined that you have much more patience than me, but then sometimes you do not. So it's fun. Like we, we both get each other because we like flip flop who gets more mad, but essentially we've deemed that it's basically only when we have the kids. I, I have a problem with people and their lack of surroundings or just like social, and I don't want to say social skills. It's mostly just like social awareness. And I'm, I'm a big fan of spatial awareness. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like, I cannot stand when people think that they are the only people standing wherever they are standing or doing whatever they are doing. And this applies to like being at the grocery store, being like at the movies in line for something like there are other people around you, like, please be aware of that. And it's so frustrating. So specifically, we went to this fair on the weekend. Just to be clear, kids are notoriously not good at that. No. And this is the one thing that I harp on my kids more yes, than anything. I agree. And look around you for the love of God, yes, Cooper. I know. And I think that we have to be clear too. Like we're not being like, 
we get it. Like kids are all over the place. It's not like we're mad at other kids. It's when the parents don't seem to give a shit and just like allow it to happen. But in specifically this weekend, we went to this like fair. I don't even know if you can call it that, but there was this jumpy castle there. And so there were, I would say like maybe eight and up, like maybe five and up either way. There were kids, older kids on it. This wasn't a baby jumpy castle. There were only two jumpy castles here. The one was like a, uh, like an obstacle course for older ish kids. And then Cooper did that one too. But then the second one was like a regular jumpy castle. It had a slide. There was a basketball net. So they were letting them in, in groups. And so this mom was like, well, like, okay, we're going to go in. And she had maybe a nine, 10 month old. And here's the thing, like, all right, no worries. Like we want to make sure that like, she's like, fine. If you want to bring your daughter in there, cool. At the same time, there are now six other older kids in there who are like not allowed to jump because there's a 10 month on, and it's hard because you're where I'm like straddling this line where I'm like, I want, I, I don't know if I would do that. Personally, I probably wouldn't bring my 10 month old in a huge jumpy castle with other people. She did go in with them. But then it goes into the slide situation, which was like infuriating. Do you want me to just keep talking or are you just going to stare blankly at me? Like- well, I think if I, if I close my eyes, <laughs> if I close my eyes, only for okay. a moment and a moment. I got gone. it. I got okay. it. Anyways. Um, I can we, tell the whole story. We but like- absolutely brought the kids in around the one year of age category. But I think what, what we did differently, if I may... Is we put them in a corner and we used our body to shelter them. Agreed. Let them jump, let them kind of right. walk around, get bounced around a little bit. But we we sheltered mm-hmm. them. We didn't put them in the thick of it. Right. Into the thick of it. And I also feel like in the events that we were at, there's typically like groups where like the younger kids will go in or the older kids will go in. So if you are going to bring your 10 month old in there, you sure as shit better be like the blockade because that's not fair to the other kids. So anyways, so this mom goes well, this in. This woman was a blockade. Yeah, literally. Believe it or not. So there's a part in this like jumpy castle where the kids climb up the stairs, the um, like blow up stairs and they go down the slide. And so this mom wants her 10 month old to do it. Fine. Okay. So then, and I'm not, it took, I would say five minutes for her small child to get up these stairs. Probably three. No, it was like three to five, probably four. It was a, it was an aggressive long long time. time. But listen, I was aware of it because these kids are on a time limit. Now all of these kids are waiting behind this mom who, like Ryan said, was a blockade. So no one else could go up, which is fine. She wants to make sure her 10 month old gets up and safe, whatever. But like the 10 month old just sits up there. It's perfectly safe up there. And Riley was behind well, her. Well, the 10-month-old can't climb up there. No. Is the biggest problem. And then, like, slides down, like, literally rolls over himself. I'm like, it's, it's like a broken bones. He was fine. But then she, she still with him. she still wouldn't let Riley go up. And, like, they were already up. And I was like, Riley, just say, excuse me. The, the woman is literally right beside me. And I said that to her, like, three times. I'm like, Rue. Just say, excuse me. And she's so like, I don't want to. I'm like, don't worry. I'm fucking doing it for you. And so then this continues to happen. And I was like, I don't know why I was so mad. I was like, just so pissed off. I looked at you and I'm like, I don't think this place is for me because it's just the lack of like surroundings. Like you are not the only one here with a child in your, like, I need to have my 10 month old experience this. You have now wasted six other children, like who were literally just standing there for their turn now have to get out. Let me tell you what pissed me off more um, at that event than what you just described. Okay. 
Riley, there's two, oh, there were two trampolines there. Riley wanted to go on the trampoline. Right. There were three boys in the trampoline. I said, Riley, you have to wait till those boys are out of the trampoline because Riley wants to do flips. She right, wants right. to do backflips. She wants to do her gymnastic mm-hmm. stuff. And so we waited and we waited and we waited and we waited. We waited probably longer than we should have because yeah. I think those guys should have known that we were waiting. Yeah. Also because you said we're waiting. Yeah. And I said it <laughs> so enough. So many times. I said it enough times, but like, keep waiting, Riley. Keep waiting. I, I was annoyed there, but I'm, I'll sure. forgive that for sure. I really yeah. don't care. What annoyed me more than anything is after waiting, Riley, she does two back handsprings and a flip mm-hmm. and everything's going great. And then all of a sudden there was this bug oh. on the trampoline. And I said to Riley, I'm like, well, she's like, oh, there's a bug on the trampoline. I'm like, flick the bug off the trampoline. She's like, no, you flip the bug off the trampoline. Well, the bug's in the trampoline and I'm not. So Get I'm that. like, just flick the damn thing off. Riley went into this sulky. Mm-hmm. She gets like that. Crappy. I don't want to be here. I just want to go home mood. And I swear to the Lord, it took everything in my power to not talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I said, we threw her on that train and let the train go around. And I said, and I mean this, I said, Brittany, I hate this version of our daughter. I know. I love my daughter more than anything in the world. I hate that version of her. You really dislike when she gets like that. It's hard because she goes into this, like, like if I don't get what I want when I want it, then I'm going to be the victim now and I'm just going to shut down and it is what it is. And so we are learning to as parents kind of like figure out how to communicate with her while this happens. And it's been a rough go. Let me tell you, like basically we got to give her a little bit of space. I can't handle it. And then we kind of just slowly integrate her in, but yeah, she gets really so when I, when I look at this woman who was, you know, interfering with the kids having fun, I was heated about it because I was already heated because she was was, sulking and it was Riley that made me heated. And she was waiting there and she, and we were like, okay, she's about to get back in her mood. And then she waited seven minutes not yeah, to so let's just be clear like <laughs> this isn't a kid thing we've got no. shitty kids sometimes too this is a pure parent play that we're talking yeah. about in this situation just be aware sometimes your kids suck and and you know for about a half an hour 45 minutes riley sucked in that situation yeah speaking of riley oh my god are you doing the life update yeah let's do a little life update okay. before we get into the actual like we're deep into I this know. podcast before getting into this podcast okay, let's just make this a gentle life update so ryan decided that he right before the kids go to bed riley i guess the kids were asking ryan a bunch of questions about where babies come from and if you've listened to our podcast a few weeks ago um we had dr helen egger on and she we no no that's not who we were um we we had a podcast about the talk. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's not, I th- I was talking about Helen. She's the psych, the doctor. Um, but the other one, we were talking about the sex and the talk and like when to have that conversation. And we were informed that it was like five years old and we were like, Fuck, we're kind of late to the, late to the game, but Riley's going to be learning about that in school next year. So we were like, okay, Amy we're going to do it. Amy Lang. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. So and again, you've already like t- <laughs> taken accountability for this, but not the best time to bring this up. But you no. said that they were asking, but they were both emotional and they're fr- like, I want to know where babies come from. So we were like, well, fuck it. We're going to tell them. Well, did it ever take a turn? For Let, the let's just say this. Let's just say this. If you're planning on having the talk <laughs> with your kids, plan it ahead of time. Know what you're going to say. Yeah. Know what you're, you're gonna, not going to talk what about. You're not going to talk about collectively. Mm hmm. We went down the darkest, deepest <laughs> rabbit hole ever. <laughs> Listen, it and, and ended up with Riley crying, thinking that someone was going to try to stick 
their penis in no, her before she was she ready. she was like so scared that someone was going to break in Break to into her. the house yeah. while she was sleeping and try to stick their penis yes. inside her <laughs> vagina. It's really not funny. I don't know why it's I'm laughing. It's not funny. But I think it's just because we started out with such good intentions we and we just scared the shit at her. The problem is, is that like she was very intrigued because she wanted to know where babies were, how they were made. So we were explaining it like this. It's like a cake. These are the ingredients. This is what you need. And what I really love that we were teaching, and we've talked about this before, but when you talk to your kids, a really good way to explain it to if you have a little girl or actually even a little boy, either one, you say like when you're an adult, the woman or the girl decides to put the penis into the vagina. And the wording is so specific and so detailed because the other way around, it's the man puts it in. And this way it gives control and consent to the woman, which is huge. So anyway, it started out like that. Everything was fine. She was like, oh, that's kind of weird and babies and babies. And then she was like, what did she say? Well, can Cooper and I do yeah, that? Yeah, what happens if Cooper <laughs> and I do that? We were I'm like, like uh, and then it was like off the rails. I'm like, where do, how do we recover from we this? We were Brittany? not prepared. There were no bumpers in the fucking bowling. It was so bad. So we were like, oh, you can't. The, the babies will not be good. And like, and then just, I went, and then I went like, and, and just so you know, Riley, yeah, I, when you're ready, you just can't do it with an adult. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> and then Brittany's like, yeah, it will hurt real bad. <laughs> Ah, anyways. Oh my God, Amy Lang, we need some help. Holy fuck. She was like, it'll hurt. And then she started crying. And I was that like, but was only a I'm disaster. Like, when you're older, it'll be fine. Like, not when you're, well, what happens if someone comes in and it hurts now? And like, they try to get him. I'm like, holy fuck. So we, we uh, put a pin in it. We tried to focus on the happiness of, of Is that having what a you baby. and dad did? <laughs> well, yeah, that's Two what times. we did. We've done it twice. Anyway, just uh, Ryan's then, right. Have some like yeah. laid out. Figure your points. shit out before you have the, the talk. I would even suggest doing like a one person like role play, like be a kid, say like yeah. maybe the fucked up things that they might or, ask. Be or, prepared. Or send her somewhere else to let them teach them. <laughs> okay, moving on. What, Let's, a, what a disaster yeah, that was. It was. We'll keep you updated, but I'm a little nervous. Okay. I also said, don't go fucking tell your friends this because they yeah. might not have the same conversation. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, Susie, don't let Laddles have sex with you because it will hurt real bad. <laughs> and you can't have sex with your brother. Like, oh, my God. Oh, We're just Jesus. not. Okay, okay, so here's what the podcast is actually about. 20 plus minutes into this podcast. I know. We have a really cool conversation that we think. <laughs> what? <laughs> that we think. Well, thank you'll enjoy. We think you'll enjoy no, it. we it's think that you'll relate a, to. I, we're going to guess that everyone listening to this podcast has had this conversation with their spouse. Right. And I'm willing to bet that it didn't it's, go well. did not go well. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to talk about today is essentially, well, I think the podcast is going to be called P.S. I Don't Like Your Friends. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I think that's what this one's going to be called. And essentially what we're going to talk about is what do you do? What do you say? And how do you react when your partner has a friend that you don't like mm-hmm. or has a group of friends that you don't like and right. for obvious and for various reasons. Right. Yeah. I think it's such a hard line to, to tread because we said this before, whatever happens, it really puts a strain on the relationships, the relationship Ships. between you and your spouse and your partner and the relationship between that person and their friend. And then also your partner and that friend. So there is really a three relationship situation that's going to be affected. So 
like how, what is a good way to approach this? I think more than anything, you have to come at it with like positive intentions, right? Like I, I think when you don't like a friend, right? It's, it's usually because one of two things, say your partner has met this friend and they didn't like the vibe that they've given off every single time that they have gotten together with them. That's an isolated incident. Maybe they're not a good person or you have talked about this friend to your partner like multiple times in maybe not the positive light. And yeah, you maybe you're a, not, yeah, you you're created, created a, a listening, a listening of your, of this person. Right. That made, here's a, a third layer to this. Okay. Because this is, this actually rings more true to me than the friend themselves. I find that, and I'm going to guess more people find this to be true as well. I don't like how my partner, i.e. you sometimes are with a group of friends. Oh, because each like I have friends, work related, football related, you know, current related, whatever. And every one of the friends that I hang out with, I slightly modify who I am mm-hmm. to make that relationship work. Like there are, I can literally go through a list of every one of my friends and see these are what I, this is what I talk about with mm-hmm. them. And this mm-hmm. is what I talk about with them. And this is what I talk about with them. I am uniquely different as a human being That's in fair. each one of those relationships. Yeah, most people are probably the same. Everybody. And there are certain friends that bring out a version of your partner that you simply don't really like. Hmm. I know that you have had friends in the past that really made you like... I'm um, very interested to hear what you have to say because this is news to me. <laughs> I find that when you hang out with like toxic people, you create way more drama in the world than when you're hanging out with non-toxic people. I think it's hard because if you have, I wouldn't, I don't want to say toxic, but if you have friends in your life that are maybe going through something that's their own, you can't help. And and you are my sounding board, right? So I come home and I'm like X, Y, and Z, this is what happened. It's not really toxic. It's more of a space for me to share with you my thoughts. No, but I'm being very specific. And I'm, when I say very specific, I mean, I'm not talking about a relationship current. Oh, I'm talking about there have been times in the past where, and you know me, I don't really love drama. I am like very interested I'm after not, this to know who you're talking yeah, I'm about. I'm not talking like, I don't really love drama. I don't yeah. like talking about other people. I don't like whispering yeah, yeah. about other things. And there was a group of people that you did hang out with that what would cause you to talk about things oh, that, are not impo- that are not important. But that's not fair because that was not me. And you know, that wasn't me, but we were intertwined in that. And so were you. Right. And that was not us, but we were smack dab in the middle. And then at the end of the day, we were like, why the fuck are we involved in this? Why anyways, do it doesn't matter because it, we can't talk about that. But anyways, I get what you're saying. I think that I, I, your partner needs to do like going back to the option B your partner needs to do what you do when you bitch about your spouse to one or two of your closest friends. You need to go back and you need to say, Hey, this is, this was resolved or like we spoke about this. Otherwise that bad taste lingers in your partner's mouth. And now they develop this distaste for them. And then say, you're like, Hey, I'm meeting so-and-so for drinks. That partner is immediately going to be like, Oh, 
And they have like a little bit resentment towards you because they're thinking, why would you waste your time on somebody who did blah, 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 blah. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They did, but we also talked about it and went through it. So you need to make sure that you are giving your partner. Conversation. Absolutely. Season one of our podcast. Yeah. But that was a, episodes. that was a, that was a relationship closure. Yes. You need to do the same respect. relationship for your, your partner to your friends, because you're going to have maybe disagreements or things that you don't necessarily agree with. And it might leave you feeling like, huh, I didn't really love that that happened, but you need to make sure that your partner gets that cleaned up because they're going to just keep having that lingering taste. Here's a really good one. Another reason why you don't like your partner or your partner's friend. (laughs) I like my partner. (laughs) Sometimes you will have, we, everybody has a friend that your partner doesn't think treats you well. Okay. So I have friends. Right. Oh yeah. I, I, ha- I can name three of your friends. I have I'm friends like, mm, that like you're that. like, why do you hang out with yes. those guys? They're not nice to you. Well, not that they're not nice to you. They take advantage of yes. you. Yes. You know, they, they talk, you know, you, they talk behind your back. Yes. It's like, there are so many friendships that you have that are long standing relationships mm-hmm. that probably more than likely could have ended yeah. years ago, but never did. And because they never did, they are what they are. And usually there's one side of the relationship that is, I would say, more taken advantage of the other. Mm -hmm. And I find that you have friends, or I should say had friends, that used to take advantage. Actually, you know what? You probably, I guess you wouldn't really call them friends. You've got a lot more acquaintances now that try to, I would say, take advantage of you because of the platform that you have. That drives me absolutely bonkers. When friends of yours don't show up for certain things, Mm -hmm. don't do certain things with you, aren't reliable, aren't dependable, and then all of a sudden they need something from Mm -hmm. you, it's like, oh, hey, Brit, I haven't talked to you in forever, so-and-so. I hate that. You know that I hate that too, and I'm not like a doormat with that. I'm the first one to be like, huh, well, isn't this a fucking convenient time? You are. You're like, whatever you need. (laughs) I'm a doormat. I love that you hate that for me, except when it happens to you, you're like... Do you need the shirt off my back? Like yeah. I, I am furious when that happens. I'm very like, hey, how's it going? Whatever. Like I will not give into that. I hate that shit because I feel like if you haven't talked to somebody within the last year, a year is a long ass time. If you haven't talked to somebody within a year and they come and they fucking need something from you, I don't like that. Like in in a relation, like in a friendship, maybe it's work wise, wise, right? And you can both benefit. Like if it's something work related that you are able to help a friend out or whatever, fine. But like, there's a difference between that and just being like, it's a convenient friendship when I'm when I need it from you. Like that's huge. I just hate. I just hate when people don't treat people properly. Yet you will take that for yourself, but you won't allow it. For somebody for other, else. Yeah. You got to work on that. I know I got to work on that. I got big, broad shoulders. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. you have a I, bleeding heart. I know that I know that they're using me in this situation and they still need help. So I'm going to help them. Yeah. And then they just keep using you because they're like, Ryan's a bitch. Yeah. But that's hard. It's <laughs> no, but that's a hard thing to deal with because what ends up happening is you try to defend your friends and, but deep down inside, you know, that they're doing that to mm-hmm. you. So when your partner is coming at you, like, why do you hang out with that person? Why do you always talk to that person? Like why they don't, they just need you and they use you mm-hmm. for whatever it is that they're using you for. You start to defend them and defend them and defend them and defend them. What you're actually doing is you're really creating a massive gap between you and your partner. Yeah. It's huge. Huge gap. And then what I find that ends up happening is 
When you know that your partner doesn't like your friend, then you won't tell them about certain things you or you won't, won't talk them. to them. Yeah. And then you like shut down and they're like, Hey, you how, hide, was, you start how was your night? It was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, what do you mean? What'd because you you're right. Because, and we're both guilty of this because you don't want to keep putting that bad taste in their mouth. So really like, I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to just cleaning up and the closure. And maybe some relationships are too far gone, but you also need to come and sit with your partner and just be like, listen, like real talk. I still enjoy this person. I would like to continue this friendship with this person. How can I do a better job of communicating so that you don't get upset with me? Like you need to have a really like, what can I do and what can you do so that we are both able to do this like together? Because I don't want to fucking hide things from you and you don't want to hide things from me. And it's, it's like that lack of conversation that you start filling in the blanks. And then you right, you put this big wedge between the, the relationship. Lying. Yeah. You and it, for what too? Like for like a stupid friend for a friend who's using you and you know it's so. funny it's funny because as parents you're always looking at your your kids friends mm-hmm. and you're judging whether or not your kids friends are good for them or bad for them are yeah. they going to put them in a good situation or a bad situation right i remember my parents distinctly saying we want all of the parties to be at our house yeah and we want the parties to be at our house because we want to know when you're not at our house who you're hanging out with yeah i agree that's how my parents always were and so i look at riley's relationships and and cooper's i'm sure i will look at when he starts having actual mm-hmm. relationships And I'm always, can I trust that friend Mm -hmm. in a bad situation with Riley to protect her? Yeah. And just to be loyal. And there's a bunch of friends that that she has that I know that would not be loyal to her if given a situation. And you have friends like that too. Mm, So do you. Yeah. But the difference, (laughs) the difference, the difference between me and and this is not a sexist thing. The difference between me and you is a bad situation for me, I can get out of safely. Okay, but hold a on. A bad situation for you, you can't get out of safely. I'm not talking about that, like safety wise. I'm talking about like emotional destruction. So you for might sure. find like physical, obviously that's a whole other layer. But right now I'm looking at our friends and being like, are you going to be that emotional support system? If say another person comes into the group, are you going to immediately be like, well, that person's cooler, fucking peace out. Like there are, I can name three girls that Riley hangs out with that I know would just throw it to the wolves already. Yeah. But I look at your situation and say, let's go back into your early twenties when we weren't together. Right. Right. Did you ever have friends that would leave you at a bar because they saw somebody that they liked? 100%. And we've talked about this and like, I was definitely put into very bad situations and some bad shit happened. And that is something that you have to look at when you have a daughter. But I was literally more talking about emotional stuff, but you're right in those situations, like who you got to make sure that you have a friend that will be like ride or die. You're coming home with me tonight. Like, and I, I, fortunately I think that today this is a little bit more like pressed upon than it was back then. Like, I think today it's like, you don't go by yourself. You don't leave by yourself. See, I'm just loyal as fuck. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you on more than uh, two handfuls of times, I'd go to a bar I'd meet a young lady. Yeah. Things would be going the right direction. And I'd look over. My friend was by himself. And I'd say, 
Hey, see you later. I know. Oh, I never went. I never see had a one night stand. She's like, what so. do you mean? Say, see you later. I'm like, oh, my friend's over there and I came here with him. I'm leaving with him. I think it's, it, it, I mean, that's very respectful, but it is different for dudes with girls. Like, yes, I, I went out with a girl who left me multiple times because she wanted to go have sex with somebody. And that's fine. Like, that's her own prerogative. It's just hard when like I'm sleeping at her house. <laughs> like, then I have to get home alone. And like, it just, it's, it's a really shitty situation. But anyways, check your friends make sure that there's closure in your relationships, not only in your, in your partnership with your, with your spouse, but also in your friendship so that everyone could be kumbaya. Anything else? Yeah. I think, I also think it's important, like, especially when you have kids and you're married, your relationships are part of your relationship. Mm -hmm. So who you hang out with outside of your marriage affects your marriage. Agreed. And if you aren't in full communication around that and you guys don't have, and you know what there, like I said, going back to what I was saying, there are some friends that, that you will instinctively hang out with that I don't trust. Mm -hmm. And because I don't trust them, I know that they're going to be in a, a situation where now you have to be, you know, call it loyal or whatever. You've got to be on the lookout. And so when you, when you, and this sounds bad because it's like, you don't want your spells to resent you. Mm -hmm but you really want the best for your spouse. And if you know that they're going to be hanging out with people that are not going to be the best version of themselves when with your partner, they're going to put your partner in a bad situation. Mm. Personally, I'd rather you just don't hang out with those people, but I recognize that those relationships are important to you. Mm -hmm. So it's really about having an, an open conversation open for sure. about like what your fears are. Instead mm -hmm. of just saying, I don't like that person. Why don't you like that person? Right here's my fears. This is why I don't like it. It triggers this. It makes me worry all night when you're gone or whatever it is, like makes me think this way. Maybe you're concerned that you, your partner is not going to be faithful, whatever it is. You need to be very honest and open in that dialogue so that it isn't left to be like, well, fuck you. I can go out whenever I want, like whatever it is, but it is, it's about open communication. And this is going to sound shitty, but I really truly believe this is helpful. That's why I'm offering up this advice or invitation. When you have a partner that is that is friends with someone who you don't particularly care for, create conditions of satisfaction so that when they do go out, mm -hmm. there's check-ins. Right. To be like, hey, listen, I don't like when you go out with this person. Can you just do me a favor? I don't feel like it's safe. Can you just do me a favor every hour or every hour and a half? Can you check in? If you're going from one bar to another bar, can you let me know? Mm -hmm. If it's the end of the night and you're coming home, can you let me know? These are the things that allow me and mm -hmm. I know you to not let my brain spin for mm -hmm. five, six, seven hours while you're out with your friend that mm -hmm. I don't particularly care for right. in, in whatever. So it's just, I, th I think it's really important to have that open dialogue, be completely transparent with your partner. Here's who I don't like. And here's why I don't like them. And, and there's, there might be multiple reasons. And what can we do as a partnership to make sure that that friendship still remains what it yeah, is for sure. without me resenting you for going out every time you're hanging out with that person. Yeah, it's good. Well, That's some a good, good one. Nuggets. Some well, good nuggets. We hope this one doesn't cause fights. <laughs> well, maybe just it's opening dialogue, but anyway. But if it, it does cause fights. It's a conversation. It's a conversation worth having. Yeah, I agree. All right, peace out. Bye. A-Town. Cause I sight from my soul I, I, I.